You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast focusing on the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and thanks for joining us. So, everyone, I have news. This is the last official formal episode of season one. I know, I know. Don't be too upset. But you know, I think I've pretty much, from my standpoint, exhausted most of the topics I could probably talk about between Philly and LA, at least specifically, without getting overly repetitive and boring you all to death. So um, I'm going to be wrapping up season one for the summer, but do not fret. I already have some things in store for season two. So I already have some people lined up for different cities, different topics, um, and areas to discuss and share some dating differences there. So really excited about that. So looking forward to starting record for season two. So for this episode, we're going to be switching things up a bit. I don't have a guest. So Unfortunately for you, you are stuck listening to me talk for the next however long I can get myself to talk alone into this microphone. So what this episode is going to focus on is I'm just going to share my update from the weekend. And then I'm also just going to do a quick little recap on not only everything that we've talked about, but just where I'm at, honestly, um, because I know there's been a lot of different topics we've covered, differences in men, distance, catfishing, dating apps. But I feel like some of my opinions might have changed, honestly, um, because, you know, we started recording this back beginning of March and it's now end of May and things have changed. The Things are opening up. Pandemic still happening, of course. But with things opening, and I've almost lived here for two years now, and I feel like I'm a lot more settled. So where I was at when I started planning this podcast back in last October, mentally, and my opinion on LA, um, and even again, three months ago, it's definitely changed, um, honestly. So kind of want to share any updates there as well. So that's what this episode is. Um, I'm going to have some summer specials as well. So I'm going to be heading back to Philly in a month. Um, So definitely will be getting into some shenanigans there. Um, Hoping to also honestly have some sort of mental all slash rebuttal episode. So if you've been listening to this and have any strong feelings um, of about a topic, you know, disagreeing on something or have a different opinion. DM me, hit me up at Swipey Swipe West on Instagram. Um, let me know. I'd love to have you on, um, especially male perspectives. Interestingly, I've actually been hearing a lot of men have been enjoying the show and listening to the female perspective, which I wasn't really expecting to be quite honest with you. But anyways, definitely love hearing other people's opinions. So let me know if you want to come on and share that. Interestingly, most people I've talked about around the show. Even people from here have actually shared a lot of the opinions that have been shared, barring a couple, which I plan on addressing. So let me know. 
Hit me up at Swipey Swipe West. Anyways, diving into the content. So weekend update, packed weekend. It's like really crazy. So I mean, pre-pandemic, I definitely went out a lot. Honestly, a little bit less in LA just because of one, I had no friends. <laughs> so I definitely played into it. I'm not about to go to a bar by myself in an Uber an hour away paying a hundred bucks. Sorry. But aside from that, just I felt like anytime I was out in LA proper, it was like the same as if I was in Philly going all the way into New York. It was a whole event. So I would get like burnt out, honestly. Part of it's probably my age, turning 30 in a couple of weeks. Yikes. Um, sorry to anyone that's in their 30s. But wasn't going out as much, but I was still, you know, social and doing things. And now that things are opening back up again, and I haven't been as social, obviously, during the pandemic. I'm doing like one or two activities and I'm exhausted. Like it takes me three days to recover, even if I'm not drinking. So that's definitely been an adjustment. So this weekend, again, another packed weekend. Friday night, I was like going to go check out this like techno event that this group in Long Beach, it's called Secret Service Long Beach for anyone in the area. They do like techno house events and this girl I met at an event helps organize it and they were going to Pattern Bar, which is downtown LA and does a lot of techno stuff. And I was thinking of going, was going to like drop on by, didn't feel like drinking. And when I checked their Instagram by like 9.30 PM, there was a freaking like line around the block and it was jam packed. And I was like, sorry, I'm not as much as I wanted to go and like say hi. I just could not get myself to wait in line, especially because um, I got acupuncture. And as anyone who listened to the stage five clinger episode knows, I definitely can't drink on acupuncture or I get crazy and call people like a thousand times. So um, it just wasn't worth it for me to go all the way down and wait in an hour long line. And anyways, ended up watching Who Killed Sarah till 3 a.m., which is a pretty interesting Netflix show if anyone hasn't watched it. Murder, thriller show. Then Saturday night went to um, a house party up in Encino, which is like in the the Valley Hills-ish area. I don't know. All I know is like it's Mulholland Drive and that's all I remember from my uh, Google Maps. So really cool. Shout out to my friends that hosted it. It was one of my friends keeps trying to get me to go to San Francisco because he has a house there. Every time I get invited, like I said before, I just like haven't been able to make it. And um, the friends that he's been trying to get me to meet were down celebrating a birthday. So finally got to meet them. Super fun. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, like I just said, like for Friday, I didn't want to go wait in a line. I'm finding over time as I've lived here, again, mostly during the pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, the most fun I had was at like events or house parties. So concert or a party where I knew people, which is, you know, great. Like it's still something fun to do. But I guess for dating, that kind of sucks because I know everyone there, so I'm not trying to date them nine times out of 10, no offense, unless they have friends of friends. So that's, I guess, like a cultural difference here because in Philly, like there's house parties, but not really. It's more so like you're having a house party to pregame to go out. So that's like one difference as far as meeting people. But anyways, I'm digressing. So anyway, had this house party, super fun, was there pretty late, then went home, took a little nap and then went home early in the morning because we zoomed on up to Venice Beach on Sunday. They finally opened a Venice Beach skate plaza. There used to be one, then it was under construction for a while because they were creating a new floor. Shout out to D Upshaw and all the OGs. They probably don't listen to those podcasts, but just shout out to them anyways. The city, um, so I know D because 
one like if you're in the skating scene like you just know him he's an amazing skater he's like performed all over but uh, my friend Brittany and I took a lesson with him so I I know him like through that and um, we were chatting with him and he told us the city didn't even pay for the skate plaza to be redone like he and I'm assuming like some of the other um, OGs and people in the community literally had to pay for it like what the hell like were they just gonna let it sit there and like rot where else are the skaters gonna go like it's just like basketball courts which obviously like now that the nets are back up we can't go there and then there's like a roller rink but that's shared with the roller hockey guys and like they can be assholes sorry and it's just so frustrating because you know i'm down in long beach we don't really have anything at all except our bumpy little parking lot which gets the job done but it's not the best um so that was super frustrating but it was just amazing that like that just goes to show you how the skating community is out here like they're literally putting in their own money like the cost of a house not in la (laughs) somewhere else but literally a cost of a house to like put the skate plaza in to have a place for the community to go and skate and it was just honestly so amazing um everyone there's so nice it's super inclusive we were talking to again like these like og skaters like one of them my man jeffrey he's 63 years old and skating like 40 plus years he's doing the like the freaking splits and like all this shit that i will probably never be able to do just because i am not flexible and like teaching me the crazy legs because i've been doing it wrong for the past like four months and just everyone's there to learn like my teacher tony um who i'm taking classes with down long beach was there like helping us and like <laughs> making us do the routines that he's teaching us and it was just like an awesome time my friend Brittany and laura and i were there like literally all day and it was just so much fun the skaters there like it's all levels and honestly like some of them doing stuff like i'm i was just in awe like i'm just staring at their feet the whole time like some of the men there i'm just like too like it was just i don't know i think i'm just gonna marry a roller skater like i just i don't know maybe i have a foot fetish now i just couldn't stop staring at their feet it was just amazing i don't know there it's out there now so that was just like a highlight of my weekend i mean both saturday sunday were great but that was just awesome and i'm still injured with my nerve damage and it's i think it's getting better um slowly but it's you know i can skate for like 30 45 minutes but then i gotta sit out and like massage my toe awkwardly for like 15 minutes and then get back and just power through so still can't do some things but making the most of it because it's just like so inspiring seeing like what some of these people can do with their their feet that i'm now obsessed with but that was my weekend and um while i was out and about traveling to these different areas i obviously had to swipe on the dating apps to see you know what the talent was like outside of my area and oh shit that <laughs> that just reminded me i was supposed to some guy down here asked me to get dinner and i totally forgot to reply so i need to do that after i finish recording because otherwise i'm a ghosting asshole um anyways <laughs> i matched with this one guy on saturday night super fucking hot british french at least he had the flag so i assume and i was like shocked i was like this man is so attractive like normally these guys just don't match with me or if they do they do not reply so i messaged him obviously and i somehow got a reply and we were going back and forth briefly and then he does the old add me on instagram i'm like okay whatever just classic la and i you know was drinking at this party so i didn't care he's private and his photo was his face with like a mask like a half face mask and i was like oh no this is like like 50 shades of gray shit and i showed it to my friends and my friend was like he's just gonna have like naked or half shirtless photos on his profile and that's why he wants you to add him and i was like "Uh, i'm sure it's fine 
he, he accepts my request. And uh, the next morning I'm looking at his photos and lo and behold, I'm scrolling through and there's like 10 posts. And one of them is there's no face, which is like, you know, it's just like a body shot, which like his other photos had his face. So like that was stupid. He's at a gas station. I know that because his car door is open. I can see the, the pump behind him. And he is erect <laughs> through his gray on gray outfit, you know, the gray sweatpants look. Um, and then he has some sort of like erotic poem caption, which I'm debating reading. But uh, just for the sake of privacy, I will not read um, in case he ever finds this. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. And as, as I'm looking at it, I then see a story that says 51 shades of me. <laughs> so literally 50 shades of gray shit. And you know, like to each their own. I don't know if that's maybe for me. It just seems kind of a lot and aggressive. I guess I know why he's, you know, I guess a lot of people are private, but I was just kind of like, okay. And then he, I never got like a message either. So I was just like, I don't really understand like the point of this at all. Um, so that was interesting. You definitely get some weird people, weird people out here, but that photo got 120 likes. So some people definitely liked it, but I definitely, I don't know. My friend wanted me to try and go on a date just to, to see how it went. But I definitely don't want to end up uh, handcuffed in some secret like chamber. So I'm going to pass on that. Sorry. Sorry, Lauren. I just can't do it. Yeah. So that that is how it's going with men on the apps for me. So again, roller skaters, hit me up and show me some tricks. Anyway, that is all that's new. I'm going to Scottsdale this weekend and I have a family friend uh, in town this week, but unfortunately you guys are not going to get the updates because this is the last one. Maybe I'll post some stuff on my story just to keep you updated. If you're, if you even care, you can let me know. Anyways, those are the updates. So diving into the recap of the season. I'm not going to go through this one by one. I'm just going to kind of go over, you know, the general gist of it. But I would say, I think just reflecting back on my journey, like the past, it's basically been two years. It's been like a year and 10 months at this point. My opinion on LA in general has definitely changed a lot. So I think I said before, like in my earlier episodes, when I first moved here, you know, I was super excited. I grew up on the East Coast my whole life, you know, grew up in Connecticut, lived in Philly. I was looking for a change, you know, change of people, change of weather. I honestly wanted a car. I was like, I could go to New York. That's a bigger city. That's a change. But I kind of wanted to drive around and be able to take road trips and experience a different coast and, you know, do all that. And when I first moved here and actually had to adapt, I was like, holy shit, I don't know if I can do this. I hate sitting in traffic. You know, I'd experienced the traffic visiting, but visiting LA and dealing with traffic for a couple of days is not the same as coming to LA and dealing with traffic every single day in a commute to work, <laughs> even though I was only commuting a couple of days, but still like commuting to work, having to go out and every weekend paying 300 plus dollars in Ubers just to go out and be safe and not drunk drive. Realizing you no longer have a social life during the week. Um, for the most part, because you don't want to deal with it. Things like that. Having a hard time making friends because people aren't as upfront out here, amongst other things. So that at first, when I moved here 
those were all huge culture shocks. And honestly, I cried a lot. Um, <laughs> it was it was a lot to deal with um, when I first came here. And after the first like few months before the pandemic hit, I was like, you know, I did not think I was going to last long out here. I thought two years max, maybe, maybe three, depending on if I did all the traveling I wanted to do. Because, you know, there are places I want to see. I wanted to visit Arizona and New Mexico and do some road trips. You know, that was also part of the appeal of living out here. And then obviously the pandemic hit about six months in and a lot of things changed for me. And as terrible as the pandemic was for a variety of reasons, I think it actually had some good because I found through that roller skating, you know, I had ironically coincidentally bought skates around a month before the pandemic hit. So I had an outdoor activity that was you know, COVID safe. It actually forced me to stay in LA, whereas normally I'd be traveling all the time and unable to develop close relationships with people as much as I did, you know, even through just like texting and being present in a city. So that definitely helped as well. And unlike Philly, where I felt like I was able to acclimate pretty quick just because it is a much smaller city, you know, people take road trips or not road trips, but they can go to New York or DC or other areas. It's not as often because it's, you know, every once in a while, maybe unless you have a reason to, but here there's just so much to do. Like you can go on a hike one weekend. That's like your whole day or a camping trip, which it could be a whole weekend. There's every climate within like a two to three hour radius. You can go to Big Bear and where it's snowing in a couple hours. Um, and then two, an hour and a half to two hours, there's Temecula, which is the desert or Joshua tree. Depending on where you live in the city, within five minutes or an hour and a half, there's the beach. Um, you literally have so much to do here. It's overwhelming. And because everyone's schedules are different, either with you know that or because of the different industry culture, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, that also makes it harder to acclimate and meet people and maintain relationships as well. So in a normal setting. So I think it, it was just different and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. But I think now that I've been here a while longer and have kind of gotten to my groove and found hobbies that I've liked and been able to find like-minded people and found, you know, the areas that I like to go out in where I can find those like-minded people. I've definitely like it a lot more and think that I'll be here longer than I had originally expected. And it just takes longer to acclimate and find those people. Whereas again, in Philly, it's kind of like, I felt like after six months, I was like, okay, I kind of get it now. I kind of know my spots and everything. And within one to two years, I was like, all right, I've, you know, I've done a lot in Philly and I could stay, but I could leave. Um, and here I feel like I've barely tapped the surface because there's just so much to do. I've barely done anything. <laughs> Again, during a pandemic, I understand that. But even with that, I was still able to do a lot of outdoor stuff and I still feel like I've barely done anything. But aside from that, and based on that, I definitely want to share how some of my opinions might have changed on some of the topics that I talked about throughout this season. So one thing I wanted to talk about is my opinion on men. So in the first episode, we talked about Philly boys versus LA guys and how Philly guys are a little bit more laid back. They It's more of like a hookup culture there. Whereas um, LA guys are a little bit more like aggressive and in your face and it's a bit harder to make friends and it's more of a relationship culture. And honestly, I think I still think that's that holds true to an extent. Um, I will say I've, I have made a lot more guy friends here um, since I recorded that episode that haven't tried to hook up with me because I think in the beginning it was harder for me to find those guy friends. But I 
think part of that, like I just said, was I wasn't really, I wasn't meeting the right people and I wasn't going to the right places and I was going to like clubs and these like hills parties and things like that. And just, it just wasn't my vibe um, is what I'm what I learned. And most of my friends at the time were just like people's boyfriends. And I still have a lot of those friends, obviously, but I think I've started to find like the nice guys um, and started to weed some of those other guys out a little bit more. But I will say, I think from a dating perspective, some guys do still come on a little bit more aggressive. And I think from a relationship standpoint, there definitely are still some of those guys that want those relationships. But it is more of that like love bombing that I know Heather had talked about in this summer, the summer episode where it's probably really intense at first. And it's more of like these like quick relationships that are super intense and, you know, are kind of like you're dating. Like it's almost like a mini relationship that lasts really quick. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it is long term and it works out. But other times, you know, it is on the quicker end, but it's just like super intense and then kind of fizzles out. Um, again, I haven't personally experienced it because I haven't really been dating, <laughs> but it almost comes because and that's because it comes off a little bit as clingy, which Sam and I talked about um, in our stage five clinger episode. So I still kind of feel like that's the case um, for the most part. You know, there definitely is. You'll definitely find guys that want just hookups, um, which, again, I've also started to see a little bit more of, um, especially, I think, coming out of the pandemic or, you know, as things starting are starting to return back to normal. But I think, again, for the most part, that holds true as far as like catfishing and mass fishing and all those other fish go that's still gonna be a thing forever mass fishing though is starting to go away because people are starting to wear their masks less but sunglasses are coming out so that's probably going to be more of a thing and i think meeting in real life again like it's starting to become easier for me more so through roller skating. And I think, again, it's still being tied back to a different community and having to meet someone like through to some type of community setting whether or an event. I'll be interested, honestly, to see how meeting people in real life changes now that more people are coming out and about and, you know, have kind of been in some sort of social isolation to an extent. And if people are more willing to meet others, like, in a bar, you know, versus just some sort of event setting or like some like through a friend of a friend or something like that. So I'm interested to see how that might change over the next few months. Um, but otherwise, so far, it has still just been through that. And I think the only other thing I really wanted to address is the distance factor. So I think that is still going to be a huge thing. So I think even again, like I was swiping the the other night and I just didn't even really care <laughs> like about who I was swiping on or like anything I said, because I was so far away from my house that I knew I was never going to meet up with anyone or see them. So like, I honestly just had my friend message people one because I suck at it and I'm just not witty. And two, again, because I was like, I'm never going to come up here and see these people because of traffic and distance being a factor. Whereas like in Philly, I know that like distance is never going to be a thing unless you live outside of the city. Um, and even then, like some people will do that. Like I said, my ex-boyfriend lived and technically outside of the city and it still like worked, you know, because it was like a 20 minute drive. Like it's not that big of a deal. 
Whereas here with traffic and everything, it can be like two hours and you just don't want to do that. Like even if, I don't know, unless they're, I can literally feel like they're my soulmate. It's just not, it's just not going to work. Like it's just so much of your time, just like commuting back and forth. By the time you hang out with them, like it's just, you're going to have to like sleep over all the time. Like, I don't know, maybe that contributes to the love bombing. Honestly, it's just like people value time and just the commute back and forth. Like that's why they end up spending so much time together. But it's definitely a huge thing here. And it's kind of interesting, you know, based on that, because I was actually, when I was in Vegas a couple weeks ago, I was meeting a bunch of guys and some of them too were like, oh, like you're not too far. Like you're, you know, just in LA and LA is like a five to six hour drive, you know, depending on traffic. And it's just funny that I think just the concept of having to drive with traffic, you know, two hours within your city just conceptually makes it seem like such a big feat. Whereas like these other people are like, oh, only six hour drive a few states away doesn't seem that bad. I guess like for the right person, even though I like barely talked to like this one guy, but I don't know, I guess made a good impression. But yeah, I think distance is forever going to be a thing. And actually, another thing about the distance that I want to mention is LA is actually a lot smaller than you think, which my friend Jess addressed in her second episode as well. Because I mean, LA is definitely big and there's definitely a lot still within the actual city um, of LA proper and even Orange County and probably Long Beach itself that I haven't done. But it's definitely smaller than you think, I guess is what I'll say, especially because like I've said before, when you go to a certain area or spend a lot of time somewhere, you start to see the same people or run into people and you, you get your spots, right? So, I mean, I live in Long Beach, like I've said, and I've definitely started to kind of find my groove here and find the bars that I frequent. And, you know, I've become friends with different bartenders and bouncers just from either going there or just through mutual friends. So, you know, I see them all the time. I walk by the cider place, Ficklewood, and, you know, wave <laughs> like he sees me all the time, things like that. Um, there's places that I cannot show my face, not because I've done something stupid, but just because I don't want to run into someone there, lol. So that definitely has already happened um, for sure. And even outside of Long Beach, like I met this one guy up in like Venice Marina del Rey area once. And, you know, he was nice. He was fine, but just kept texting me to hang out. And I was in my head wanting it to be like a friendship thing. But like I've said also before, I keep getting into this habit where I meet guys and I'm thinking maybe it's going to be a friend hangout and then I meet up with them and find out that they think it's a date. So I was kind of picking up that type of vibe and was trying to think of, you know, I would be friends with this guy and how can I avoid the situation so that we can just be friends? And he texted me once and I was busy and it just, things weren't working out like timeline wise. And he texted me another time and I read it and I meant to respond and I've been really bad at texting recently. And um, by the time I remembered to reply to the text, three or four days had passed and I totally spaced and it was just too much time had gone by and I never got a follow up probably because bruised egos, you know, um, he was not a stage five clinger. So good for you, dude. Um, <laughs> thanks. And yeah, it just didn't end up working out. But what's funny is, you know, met him through some like mutual friends. So like they know him and we like talked about it because I guess he had kind of done similar things to them and was with these friends this past weekend and after we were talking about it literally next day I was up in Venice walking to the skate plaza and 
who skates by me like on their skateboard this guy <laughs> literally skates right in front of me on his skateboard looks directly at me says nothing i don't know maybe he didn't recognize my face i feel like he did just kept on going and it's just like i was all the way up in venice and like ran into him like what are the chances i had like met him like one time before um so that was kind of wild and again even where i met him like i ran into this girl and i had met her before like skating and we were at this like meetup through a different type of community that i just didn't realize she was in also which obviously you can like more than one thing but it's just kind of crazy like it's definitely you know as you stay here you make those connections um which i guess i just didn't i mean it makes sense obviously but i just didn't realize whereas again in philly like part of why i originally left is it, it was just starting to feel so small and like every time i left my house i was running into people on the street that i was seeing and like waving and sometimes that's nice because you're getting a sense of community and like you can run into your friends and it does have like this homey small town but you're in a bigger type of city feel but it was just getting to the point where after six years of that and running into guys that you've like hooked up with or dated like all the time in you know the same bars because there's just not as many so you can't really like expand out of your usual spots all the time it just it gets old really quick and the circles are smaller and the crossover just happens a lot more and if you know someone the chances are you know honestly a little more similar in the lesbian community like they're gonna know someone else or an ex or a hookup or something or they've dated a friend or some girl you don't like or a guy or I don't know so definitely got a lot more of that there but it's just kind of crazy that at almost two years in I'm starting to see a little bit of that here um, even in different types of communities that I'm starting to hang out with so definitely another big crazy thing here as well and then yeah industry dating that's definitely another one I think it's hard for me I mean in Philly it was pretty easy because most people there again aside from restaurant industry most people work are working in nine to five. So most people that I met and went out with worked to nine to five. Um, and again, like I did, you know, go out sometimes with some people in the restaurant industry. Things sometimes, it, if it's something didn't work out with them, it wasn't because of their hours. But I could have seen something where like if schedules didn't line up early on in the dating aspect where that could have been difficult. And even, you know, I did work at a restaurant a period of time and it did suck for me because like my friends, I wanted to keep up with them, but sometimes they would do stuff on like a Sunday night or a Monday night. And that's just really hard for me when I'm like have been out Friday night and Saturday night until like four o'clock in the morning at the late night. And then I'm like exhausted and have to work and I've been working all day and just schedules don't line up because you got to take care of yourself too honestly so stuff like that was definitely hard even just with friendships and like here you know I work all still a nine to five so even with roller skating it's hard because like I'm super limited on when I can skate and I'm down in Long Beach and everyone's up in Venice so I really can only go on the weekends and some that's like my time to chill and like make plans and I'm working on you know, like this podcast and other stuff. So even if I did want to date a skater, um, you know, or someone in like a different community or entertainment industry, like all of those schedules are super different too. So, and there's a lot more of that out here. Like there's a lot more people doing different things and other ventures. So it's, it's just, it almost limits your dating pool too, even though there's a lot more people out here than in Philadelphia, because you're still kind of confined, not only by where you live, but kind of what you do on top of like one because of an hour standpoint but two people care about that more also because it is very status focused out here and there are a lot of fake people out here again like I feel like I've gotten to a point 
in my group of friends and who I surround myself with that I don't really, I'm not around those kinds of people anymore. You know, you're going to run into them at some point or another, but I just, I try not to put myself around those types of people. But yeah, that definitely makes it hard. Okay. And then the last thing I wanted to address is the summer standpoint, because I know that um, I did get some feedback around specifically the comments that my friend made about people at the beach being dumb. <laughs> and I want to just clarify, I, I don't want to put words in her mouth, I guess just speaking from my own perspective. I don't think that everyone in LA that lives at the beach is dumb. Um, I definitely have friends that live at the beach that are men that aren't dumb. And again, if you work at the beach in or like in Santa Monica or Venice, you kind of have to live at the beach because of the distance factor and the commute. Sometimes you're kind of stuck there. Also, it's really expensive to live there. So you're probably making a lot of money. I mean, you could always be a trust fund baby. Like I know I've definitely met some of those too. But in her defense, I have met a lot of people that kind of embody that stereotype that live at the beach. They're kind of a beach bum. You know, they don't really care. They just, nothing wrong with surfing, but maybe just want to surf all day. They don't do anything else. They have no drive. They're a trust fund baby. They cannot hold a conversation of substance. I've 100% met those people. Sometimes they live at the beach, sometimes they don't, but they wish they did. They exist. I know exactly those type of people she's talking about. Do I think it is everyone that lives there? Absolutely not. But I can totally see that kind of person and how that in the summer, that type of lifestyle when it's 20 degrees hotter would just get amplified, especially with Trulies and White Claws and cacti. drinks. And I'm really, I'm actually probably, I think I'm going to be gone for about a month this summer, but I'm really intrigued to see how the summer life is out here um, for my first real summer. And if there is any difference in culture and dating and how that plays into effect. Um, And I will, I'm going to be back in the Hamptons, I think, and Philly for um, a little, like I said, a little bit. So hopefully I'll have some stories and can report on back for some sort of special, but we shall see. But yeah, I don't really think I have anything else to share. I think dating apps, same old story. I hate them. (laughs) And social media. Yeah, I think same, same thing there. Like people just use them a lot, a lot more out here. And actually, I think the one last thing is on my last episode, the lesbian community, I, that really opened my eyes to a lot. I really thought, I mean, I, I guess that I didn't know too much about it, but I really thought there was going to be like similar differences that like I experienced just with like distance affecting things and social media usage. And so I was really shocked But it honestly makes sense though, but I was shocked to hear like Elena say like she was willing to drive the three hours from Huntington Beach to West Hollywood to go out. But it makes sense. Like it's such a small community. And when your dating pool is that small, like you're going to go to where you find the, the girls that you like. So that makes sense. And even for Laurel, like in Philly, for like for me, I would never ask someone for their Instagram first. It's like I get their number, we text, and then if I want to stalk them or things go well, then I get the Instagram. But for her, she's getting social media first for the same reasons as Elena to like check everyone out, see if their exes are following them, because if they are, like that eliminates them for the dating pool for like all the reasons they shared on the episode. So it was just interesting to see how similar the experiences were when it's like, For me as a hetero woman, my experiences on each coast were totally different. So really interesting to hear about that. I think super cool to try to get a gay man or, you know, trans bi person from each coast too. But like I said, I wanted an apples to apples comparison and just haven't met those people yet. But maybe once I get more listeners, I can 
can do that. We're in another city. We'll see. It's almost midnight on Tuesday, and this is on Monday, and uh, this is now me just losing my mind talking into my microphone. Yeah, so I think that's, you know, the summary of everything that we've gone through in the season and like where what I think and where we've talked about, like, again, like I'm still really single. I've now decided um, as of today, Monday, May 24th, that I'm going to marry a roller skater that does cool stuff with his feet because I now have a fetish, apparently. But yeah, like I said, hopefully going to do a couple summer specials with any updates. If you want to participate on next season, either in your city or have a new topic, you know, honestly, based in LA and Philly, like this doesn't mean I'm not going to cover them again. It's swipey swipe us. It's on anything across the coast country. Honestly, in other countries, I have a friend living in England right now that I want to get on to. um, She's from New York um, to share some of those stories. Send me DMs of cool or funny or weird messages or send me videos of stories. would love to hear anything. Again, this is not sponsored by anyone, so this is totally up to me to do, but love hearing other opinions and thoughts. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Definitely went in blind. So thanks for listening. Thanks for all the feedback. And I look forward to hopefully some updates in the summer and for season two. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everyone that's helped me in this podcast and helped make this possible. That's let me bounce ideas off them throughout the season and give me feedback on if things are cringy or not. (laughs) So really appreciate all the help. You know who you are. A lot of you already have credit in the closing. So, and to all my guests, all just my friends coming on and being awesome and, and giving feedback. Thanks again, everyone, and have a good few months. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.